Majora's Mask, Chapter 18, In the Depths of Woodfall. Link faced the darkness with his back against the wall. Two Deku scrub skeletons lay scattered aimlessly alongside his scabbard, sword, shield, and hat. The only source of light was the glowing orb with wings. She remained at the ceiling, examining every minute detail of its surface. Another earthquake caused everything to tremble. Link's dark expression never changed. It's not just this room. He knew. The entire temple is shaking. And the swamp. And all of Termina. Even though he couldn't see it, he knew the sun had set, which meant it was the final night. There was only hours left until the sunrise that would mark the moon's fall. By now, Clocktown would be deserted, most of its citizens hiding in hidden rooms similar to this one. They would die all the same. The earthquake didn't last long. Link looked at Tattle, who remained glued to the ceiling. There has to be something, she said. Have you seen the dead Deku scrubs? Link asked. There's not a way out. But there's always something, Tattle repeated. Something we overlooked or something we haven't thought of yet. There isn't. Link, I'm supposed to be the pessimistic one, Tattle said, flying back to him. There are maybe five cheerful lines in my entire vocabulary. I'd hate to waste one on you now. I'm not being pessimistic, Link stated. Just realistic. You're not usually the realistic one either, Tattle said. You're the one that has to get us out of this. I... I can't. Link shook his head. That's the thing, Tattle. I'm sitting here thinking of all the times I didn't listen to you. I keep ignoring you even when you're making perfect sense right beside me. I never listen. And now we're both going to pay. Tattle paused, considering. You did have good intentions, even if you didn't mean to get yourself killed. But it's not even me I'm worried about. Link said. I got myself trapped inside of this box, but you're stuck too. I didn't have to get us both killed. You didn't get us both killed, Tattle said immediately. I flew down in here after you. It was my choice to be with you. You didn't realize we were both going to be stuck. That's not the point. The point is, I could have ditched you ages ago, as soon as I got out of that bottle, but I didn't. So don't blame yourself for getting me stuck here, because that's my fault. Link finally smiled. Well, thanks, Tattle. That was unusually sweet of you. Yeah, well, the fairy said, flying down to his level. Don't get used to it. Link clung to the ghost of his smile, sitting in the silence that followed. Eventually, Tattle broke it. So, anything you want to talk about before we're moon juice? 
because I don't know about you, but I really don't want to spend my last several hours in awkward silence or having meaningless small talk. I'm not sure which is worse. Link raised an eyebrow, unsure where she was going with this. Oh, come on, anything! You have to give me something! A lingering regret, a dark secret you've never told anyone! Some revolutionary idea you've never dared to share! Hmm, Link said. The only thing that really keeps coming back to me is Hyrule, and mostly just because of... When he didn't finish, Tattle did. Navi... Link drew his smile into a thin line. No, not so much her. Just the way things used to be. Especially with Zelda. You really loved her, didn't you? Tattle asked. I do love her. I wonder what she'll think about me never coming back. She knows you better than that, Tattle said. She has to. Even if she knew you half as well as I do. Link smiled once again, and Tattle returned it. What about you? He asked. Me? Yes, you, Link repeated. Ah, uh, Tattle stammered. It's always just been me and Tail fending for ourselves, and then the Skull Kid. There has to be more than that, Link said. I mean, what about your parents? How'd you and Tail end up in Termina in the first place? I can't remember. Really? Oh, look. I'm sorry I didn't come from some really memorable, magical, far-off kingdom renowned across the globe. It's always just been me and Tail for as long as I can remember. I think you're cheating, Link replied. Tattle sighed. I wish I could have met this Zelda, or at least gotten you back to her. Well... You know what, Tattle? What? I think, I know, that I'm glad I'm here with you right now. Tattle scoffed. Psh! What about Hyrule and Zelda? Wouldn't you rather be there? No, Link answered. Because I wasn't done in Termina yet. I decided not to leave this place until I save it, even if that meant dying. Which, obviously it did. And there's no one I'd rather have with me in this final hour than you. Tattle only stared back at first, watching Link smile carefully. Then, the fairy found her own smile, flying further up the wall. She ran her finger through its dusty surface, drawing something. Link watched a symbol take shape. A crescent moon with two diagonal lines backslashing through it. What's that? Link asked. It's a symbol the Skull Kid taught me, Tattle explained. You know, before he went all serial killer lunatic on us, it's from some old written language he knew, apparently some term of endearment. It means friendship or love. Wherever me, him, and Tail went, we'd leave these for each other so we could come across them later and remember what fun we'd had. The fairy turned back to Link. Not that waiting in a hole to die is fun. I know what you mean, Link said. I'm glad we could leave a mark, you know, before. Yeah, she said, backing away from the symbol. Both herself and Link knew the mark wouldn't be there for very long. The moon will make sure it's erased forever, 
he thought. The ground shook again, wiping away Link and Tattle's smiles. He's really not a bad guy, Tattle said. It's that mask. It's all that mask's fault. Then they heard something outside of their cell other than an earthquake. A soft hissing. Before either of them could comment, it was followed by a wailing, high-pitched scream. Link and Tattle exchanged shocked glances as the hissing noises increased, as if some great volume of gas rushed by just above them, and then it faded. Link and Tattle were once again left in silence. What was that? Tattle asked. You think it was the monster? Or the princess? Whatever it was, Link commented. It was definitely in pain. And then the ceiling above them shifted inward. Link's head instantly shot up. He watched the ceiling pop back into place and reseal itself. Hey! Link exclaimed, jumping to his feet. The pain in his leg was now completely gone. Shh! Tattle whispered. Whatever's out there might eat us. And? Link asked, retrieving his sword. I'll be ready. We just need someone to open the floor. He looked back up. Hey! We're stuck down here! A few moments passed with only silence. They stared and waited. Until it budged once again. As before, it only opened a crack... But the fairy flew behind Link anyways, who readied his sword. This time, the ceiling didn't immediately shut, slowly being pushed further downward. It trembled, constantly wavering up and down as if the rescuer wasn't quite strong enough. Link stepped closer, peering through the opening and up the sloped surface. He saw two pairs of eyes, one set on the sturdy ground and the other on the trapdoor. Both were near each other, the closer one struggling to open the door. He pointed his sword at them as his fairy flew to light the scene. <gasps> the monkeys! Tattle exclaimed. One held the ankles of the braver one, who strained to keep the trap door pressed open with their small hands. Both looked afraid of the pointed weapon. Link's furrowed brow quickly turned to delight. Link, we're saved! They came to save us! Oogie Oogie, we came cause thought no help, brother! Exclaimed the monkey who was on safe ground, holding the other's ankles. No wanted weight, so keep selves. And sea bag, so no floor cover. I can't understand a word you just said, but I don't care! Tattle shouted, spiraling gleefully. Link's joy, however, ebbed when he saw the other monkey, whose face was contorted in exhaustion. Hurry! The monkey exhaled. Link didn't need to be told twice. He gathered the rest of his belongings, tightened the straps to secure his scabbard in place, and sheathed his sword. He retrieved his shield, but one item remained missing. His hat! Tattle remained above with the monkeys, and without her light, it was impossible to find. His search was interrupted when his bag's shoulder strap fell to dangle in front of his face like a rope. Hurry, Link! Tattle exclaimed. 
He looked up to see the fairy forcing the bag under the struggling monkey's hands, hoping he had enough strength to hoist Link out. The monkey's arms were far too short to reach him, and Link was too far down to jump out. The makeshift rope would save him. He was glad for Tattle's quick thinking. There was just one problem. I can't find my hat! Link exclaimed. Your hat! Tattle shouted. Oh, come on! I'll get your stupid hat! Climb out of there before the floor closes! Link looked up uncertainly, grabbing the shoulder strap and hoisting himself up. The monkey yelped when Link's weight joined the stone door. The one holding his ankles tightened his grip too as Link climbed, pulling on the slanted floor. When the whole floor tilted further, the monkey slid toward the secret room. Link quickly leapt to safety, bringing the falling monkeys with him. He rolled away from the trap door, monkeys in one arm and bag in the other. Tattle flew out just as the massive slab slid back into place, green hat in hand. Link lay there, eyes closed as he caught his breath. The monkeys took no time to recuperate, quickly running to dance around each other cheerfully. Link looked up when his hat fluttered gently over his face. I believe that's yours, Tattle said. Link smiled, slipping it back over his head. Thanks, Tattle. You're lucky I didn't leave it down there, Tattle said. It's rather unfashionable, and it seems to get in the way more than it actually helps. But it's weird without it, Link said. Oh, the Kokiri wore one. What, and you can't start a new trend? You might just save hundreds of little fairy children from looking absolutely ridiculous. Link wasn't feeling witty enough to come up with a response and turn to see the monkey's cheer had turned to foreboding. We help both brothers! Shouted one, pointing down the hallway. Monster took one! All Link saw in that direction was more dark hallway, but he suddenly realized what the hissing and screaming had been. Oh, the monster, he thought. <laughs> Come, Come on. on! The monkeys shouted in unison, running ahead into the blackness. Uh, are you sure we should go? Tattle asked, her light still not strong enough to illuminate everything. Yes, Link said, even though he knew what she really wanted him to say. You were right all along. Let's leave now and play the Song of Time. But he couldn't. Not yet. They were so close. Well, Tattle said, at least we'll have them ahead of us to set off the booby traps. Link returned his bag over his shoulder and followed Tattle. This time, he made sure to move his ocarina to his belt. And so, the journey through the darkness continues. It progressed much more smoothly than the first half, since Link had now full use of his leg and kept an eye out for traps. It concluded in silence, aside from his boots bouncing on the cold stone floor. The fairy shimmered beside him, and the monkey's soft feet thudded ahead. One glaring exception was the earthquake that caused Link to stumble. He managed to grab the wall before he fell. 
Uh, uh, we're running out of time, Link thought. They walked a little faster. Eventually, they saw a light at the end. The dark hallway had taken multiple turns and sloped further beneath the swamp, but now they'd reached another large room. The walls and ceiling contrasted with the dark stone of the hallway, consisting of thickly packed dirt. How far underground are we? He wondered. The ceiling seemed impossibly far above his head. His boots met the swampy floor, which was littered with dips and holes across a grassy surface. Water pooled in small ravines, which surprised him. The swamp must still be right above our heads. Uh, the air was heavy and wet. There were three Deku flowers all grown far apart. Torches lined the walls, somehow resisting the damp environment but illuminating every corner. There was a stone door across the room, and it was the only other exit. They immediately spotted the other living creature in the room, a rather large, orange, frog-like animal, almost the size of Link. It crouched in the middle of the room, cocking its head to the side when it noted the visitors. Its yellow eyes blinked curiously, its expression revealing nothing. The surface of its orange-black striped skin glistened. It hopped toward the four of them, showing off long, sharp nails from its webbed fingers. It moved painstakingly slow, pausing before each jump. The creature continued despite their non-reaction, opening its mouth only to hiccup. What is that? Link asked. It didn't seem threatening, just slow. That's a gecko, the fairy responded. It's pretty weak too. I've never seen anyone get attacked by one. But given how rarely me and you ever come across something that doesn't want to kill us? Link was surprised when the monkeys turned shy, backing to return into the hallway. Are they afraid of it? Link took this as a sign and drew his sword. The orange frog had almost closed the space between them. Are you going to kill it? Tattle asked. If the monster passed through here, Link answered. Why did it leave this frog alive? The gecko, by this point, had landed right in front of him. Link's blue eyes met its yellow ones. Nothing happened. The gecko waited, and Tattle bobbed silently beside him. Uh, hi? Link stammered. In response, the gecko slashed out, ripping three large scratches into his arm. Ah! Link immediately withdrew his shield hand, gaping at the bright red now glistening back. The gecko reared back its claws again, but Link's sword came to meet it this time. The gecko noticed just in time to avoid a fatal blow, sidestepping to receive only a slash across its orange back. The creature rolled through the shallow water to avoid any further blows, squealing angrily. Are you okay? Tattle asked, flying to examine his wounds. <clears throat> yeah, it just stings, Link responded. He looked up when he heard the monstrous frog release a high-pitched, squeaky roar. The gecko bared long, pointed teeth, which shone back bright and angry. Link, now halfway across the room from it, watched as its squeaky shriek continued. When it finished, the gecko brought its head down, smiling. Uh, did it just call for something? Link asked. 
His question was answered when a sleek, scaled body rose from a shallow pond across the room. Its dark skin dripped, uncurling as it broke the surface. Its silted eyes popped open, identifying Link and Tattle as it stood gracefully. It was a massive lizard, practically the size of a full-grown man, with a thick tail swishing behind it. Its clawed hand came out to brandish an axe, shining and wet. The lizard man smiled, much taller than Link and just as thin. As Link sized up his enemy, he jumped when the ground exploded several feet away. A snapper leapt from a newly formed hole, sweeping the room for enemies as it stretched its neck from its shell. The frog-like gecko gleefully hopped onto the turtle's smooth-shelled back. The snapper's arms and neck retreated to his shell again, and it started to spin as spikes protruded from its rounded edges. Oh, Din! Tattle cursed. The gecko laughed maniacally as it straddled the snapper. The lizard man, meanwhile, smiled wickedly as it walked toward them, axe in hand. Heh, don't worry, Tattle, Link said. He noticed Tattle's gaze turned to him, but all he could do was smile. Finally, he thought, a battle I can handle. He pulled his shield into his right hand, still burnt from the poisonous water of the swamp and the gecko's scratches. He hardly noticed, brimming with confidence as he formed a strategy. I've got this! The snapper attacked first. The gecko spun giddily, waving its arms and cackling from atop the spiraling turtle. Link rolled from its path just in time, returning to his feet from his sword and shield readied. The snapper, unable to stop itself, crashed into the wall behind Link. The spikes rebounded off the dirt and the turtle spun in a random direction away from everyone. The lizard man was already finishing its charge. Long mouth open and lined with sharp teeth, the monster reared back its axe to strike. Watch out for the snowball! Tattle exclaimed, flying high enough to avoid the attacks herself. Link brought his shield up as the lizard's axe came down. The harsh metal clang was followed by the sound of a deep breath. Link's eyes went wide at the lizard's gaping jaws. He barely threw the axe away in time to bring his shield up again. Flames billowed from its throat. They struck his shield, sending Link stumbling backward. He planted his feet firmly into the wet grass before falling, holding himself steady against the fire. The flames rippled off metal, and Link's next breath took in singed air that caused sweat to bead over his face. He turned when he heard the snapper spinning toward him again. He only had a split second to react. If he stepped backward, the fire would topple him over, side to side, and the flames would push his shield away. If he stood still, those spikes would mow him over. So he took two forceful steps forward against the fire's pressure. He then rolled diagonally away from both enemies, and the snapper glided right over Link's spot, slamming into the wall. <laughs> the fire from the Denolfo almost blazed the gecko as it passed underneath, but the frog ducked just in time. The Denolfo leapt again, axe raised, giving Link no time to prepare. He still met the blow with his shield, bringing his sword around from behind it. The Denolfo sidestepped this and brought the axe around again, only for it to hit the shield once more. When water dotted Link's face, he knew the snapper was spinning toward him a third time. He quickly reviewed his options. He'd injure himself if he rolled to either side, the terrain was too rocky and uneven, 
Instead, he forced the Dinolfo a few steps backward, its axe still pressed into his shield. Link then spun back to the snapper, raising his shield against the spikes. The animal slammed into it hard, ripping his shoulder back violently as it tossed him into a pool of water. Link, at first fearful that his shoulder had been dislocated, found it still working. <clears throat> Barely. Ugh. On instinct, he tried leaping to his feet, but the water resisted his swift reflexes. The Zidolfo was already upon him, and Link was forced onto his back when the axe met his shield again. This time, the weapon caught the lip of his Hylian relic. The lizard jerked the shield against his injured shoulder hard, sending it careening into the distance. As Link stumbled back, he scrambled to his feet, now armed with only a sword. Water tried weighing him down, but fire already bellowed from the monster's throat. He rolled away completely out of breath when he returned to his feet next. The green cloth was now wet against his skin, making it harder for Link to block the next axe attack with his sword. He still managed, batting the weapon away and slicing the lizard's side. The lizard squealed! Swishing its tail around to hit Link's ankles, the hero collapsed on top of a Deku flower, and his face landed in the center. He couldn't react fast enough. Lying there as he heard the snapper spinning again, it swished through the water as the gecko laughed and the Dinolfo hissed, readying his axe again. He stared into the depths of the Deku flower, aware of the three different ways he could die in the next second. Water dripped from his nose and hair onto the petals. His eyes darted up to see Tattle perched high above and afraid. Instinct took over, and Link's hand dove into his bag. As the axe came for his back and the snapper came for his head, he pushed the Deku scrub mask against his face. The change was instantaneous. His hat, tunic, sword, and bag were gone. He was once again a young Deku scrub with a snout, his right arm no longer in pain and ready for use. Before Link had finished changing, he was already diving into the flower. The axe landed on dirt. The Dinolfo's eyes went wide when the boy vanished, finding only a Deku snout sticking from the flower. The Dinolfo's attention then turned to the snapper. The target between them had vanished, spikes glistening as it sprayed water in all directions. Lizard and frog eyes met from across the room, both blind with panic. The snapper hit the lizard's ankles first. The Dinolfo screamed as the shell forced him down, grazed over his body, and ripped him into lizard guts. An axe clattered beside the now lifeless mass. The snapper continued to slam into the nearby dirt wall, bouncing off and returning to the Dinolfo corpse and Deku flower. The gecko remained dazed atop the shell, now covered in lizard blood. As soon as the snapper passed over the Deku flower, Link injected himself at a bullet-like speed. The turtle flew across the room in a wide arc, its soft underbelly now as mangled and lifeless as the Dinolfo. The gecko flew the highest, zipping for the nearest wall as the snapper landed off to the side. Dead. The orange frog recovered from shock as it reached the wall, using its webbed and clawed feet to flee. The blonde-headed Deku scrub, meanwhile, floated gently to the flower that had saved him, letting the smaller flowers in either hand drift away. The dead snapper and Dinolfo were on either side of him. Tattle watched in amazement. The demise of the two monsters had taken place within only a couple of seconds. She expected the victorious Deku scrub to return to her, but he didn't. 
The young scrub instead faced the gecko scurrying across the wall. Tattle watched Link summon a green bubble to fire at the creature running away. The projectile traveled far too slowly across the great distance between himself and the mirror, hitting the wall long after the orange gecko had changed location. Link removed the Deku mask and slipped it back into his bag, sliding the sword that had appeared in his left hand to its scabbard. He was still drenched. His green hat slid from his wet hair and hit the ground behind him. Tattle returned to her companion, who pulled free his new bow. Uh, are you sure we have to kill it? Tattle asked, watching the gecko run up and down aimlessly, obviously scared out of its mind. It does look rather helpless. Well, if you think back to a few seconds ago... Link began, taking out an arrow and examining the bow to make sure the water hadn't rendered it useless. It did just try to kill me. I don't want it calling anything else to come and attack us while we're up ahead with our backs turned. If you say so, Tattle replied, as Link notched the arrow and released it. The gecko madly scurried until the arrow pierced its back. The orange frog squealed only once. Its arms gave out and the gecko fell limply into a puddle of water. Link lowered his bow and looked up at the fairy, whose eyes were wide. Wow, that was pretty impressive. One shot. I used my Hylian bow all the time before the Skull Kid took it, Link explained as he returned the weapons to his bag and picked up his hat. So you're a swordsman, an archer, and a musician. Are there any other hidden talents I should know about? Link smiled, wringing the water out of his hat. I'm pretty good with explosives too, he added matter-of-factually. Wandering over to his shield, he placed the hat in his bag while his hair dried. Oh, so you're a pyromaniac too? Fantastic! The fairy said. The monkeys ran in from the hallway jubilantly, hopping across the room and splashing water everywhere. Oh, oh, oh. You kill baddies, you magical god. Your power amazing! Link wasn't sure how to react, so naturally his fairy spoke for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Link's so great and amazing. He killed a lizard, a frog, and a turtle. Don't let it all go to his head. Come on, Tattle, Link said. They're monkeys. <sighs> I'm just saying, she said, shrugging as she floated to the door leading onward. The ground, at that moment, shook. The monkey's short-lived glee immediately turned to fear. Now must slay monster! <laughs> Save brother and princess... So we save other brother in Deku Palace. Okie okay, okie, okay. use magic god power, Okie. Okay. Link nodded. <clears throat> we'll have to hurry, he said. We don't have much time. <laughs>